The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on. And let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant powered wellness products. Their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically. These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and I feel energized. Oh my God. For some reason, Put Your Records On has been stuck in my head, so I decided to play that song. All the songs that followed were perfect and I need to tell you them because if you want a nostalgic upbeat fun vibe listen to these I don't know how I can tell you them in order I wonder if there's a way to look at your history on Spotify if not what I'll just do is I'll give them to you backwards my ride ended with soak up the sun by Cheryl Crow who was one of my favorites growing up touch my body Mariah Carey everywhere Fleetwood Mac cruel summer Taylor Swift you get what you give new radicals Ain't no mountain high enough, Marvin Gaye. I don't know why I just said Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. And Tammy Terrell. Island in the Sun, Weezer. Best part, Daniel Caesar and her. I'd rather go blind, Etta James. Dreams, Fleetwood Mac. And put your records on, Corinne Bailey Ray. Now play those in the opposite direction that I just gave them to you, and that's the playlist that I was listening to this morning. I'm upbeat, I'm energized, I'm ready to go, I feel fantastic. I'm here on a different day than usual because I'm pre-recording. When you're listening to this, I will be in Europe somewhere or in New York. Have I told you my travels? I'm not sure. I am taking a trip to Paris tomorrow. I'm going to go visit one of my dearest friends, Camille. Going to go pop in and say hi. Going to stay with her for the weekend. And then I'm bopping over to Italy to meet up with my friends Tyra and Claudia, and we're gonna spend the week in Positano. I've never been to Italy. I have been to Paris before, I've been to France, never been to Italy, flying into Naples, 
driving down to Positano. I think it's going to be really nice. I have no idea what to expect, but I love having no expectations because then I'm never disappointed. And how could I be disappointed in Italy? Then, while I'm in Europe and I'm going to have to cross over the East Coast, I may as well make stops at my two homes there or two places that feel like emotional homes, Virginia and New York. So I'm flying to New York. It coincidentally, it lines up with Fashion Week. A ton of my friends will be there, not just the ones that live in New York, which will make it 10 times more exciting. And then I will be taking a trip down to Virginia to celebrate my mom with my family. And after some time in Virginia, I will take my little booty back to Los Angeles and be back in California to start the fall season. I think this is a fantastic way to wrap up summer, kick off the new season. I'm excited. The only bit of stress that's really looming over me is the challenge that I have presented myself, which is to take this entire trip in a single carry-on suitcase and a personal item tote. I think I can handle it. When I'm in Paris, I'm visiting a friend. I think that'll be fine because we're not going to be sightseeing. We're not going to be out and about. I mean, we'll be out and about, but not in a way that I think I'll need multiple outfits. We're not doing anything particular. I think we're just going to hang out. I'm going to help her decorate her new apartment, and then we'll probably go out at night. So it's going to be very casual. Then when I get to Italy, if I'm wearing the same bikini four days in a row, so be it. I'll just bring a black string bikini. That's fine. A little white skirt, maybe a crochet dress. Minimal, it's fine. I'm not too pressed about it. I don't need to be a fashion star when I'm there. And then once I'm to New York, I'll be staying at friends, have access to laundry, or worse comes to worse, laundromats that I can use, and I can refresh my clothes. And then when I go to Virginia from New York, I'm not taking a flight, I'm taking a bus, so if there's an extra bag, no problems. I'm also going down with a friend, so if I want to have her take a suitcase, I could put some extra stuff in there. And if there's anything I don't need, I can just leave it in Virginia and get it some other time. Or worse comes to worse, I leave it and then I ship it over to LA. I'm not too worried about it. It's more just a challenge that I will be presenting to myself that I need to handle as soon as I get home from the studio because I leave tomorrow. But besides that, I mean, if that's my hardest problem in the world, I'm doing fine. It's been a fun week. It's been a really work-heavy week, which has been nice. I was thinking about announcements when I was writing the outline for today's episode, and I've had the same announcements for the past two or three episodes. I'm working on merch. I'm working on a store. You can go to the store now. It's up. I just am continuing to work on it. I have two videos that I post on YouTube. I will be vlogging when I'm traveling. I think that'll be so fun. I have posted three TikTok vlogs. Two are rock climbing vlogs. One is going to a brand event. Which, if you see the brand event one, it says paid partnership for some reason. It's not a paid partnership. I did receive a purse as a gift for attending the event, but I I didn't get paid for that video. I don't know how to get it off. I just tagged the brand, and then when I went to watch the video, it says paid partnership. So ignore that. I wish. Tattoo designs are back up and running if you want me to design your tattoo. You can absolutely do that. There's a highlight on my Instagram of how to do that. My handle's Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. And I'm traveling. Those are the announcements. As for stories I wanted to share, I have two things that occurred. One happened to me personally, but one is my friend's story, and I cannot help but tell this story. This is so good. So last week, my friend invites me to a birthday party. I didn't know the birthday girl. I had plans, so I couldn't go. He goes alone. 
he's talking to his friend at the birthday and he's like so who's india and she's like oh you don't know india he's like no she's like india's my alter ego see i'm a cancer but india's a leo so i'm throwing her a birthday party my friend unknowingly attended an alter ego's birthday party (laughs) i love this city this is so good that's so funny it's also so much funnier attending a birthday party not knowing that it's not even for a person like he wasn't even in on the bit he was just attending a birthday party my god people will attend anything in los angeles we will go to the opening of an envelope it doesn't matter alter ego birthday has really risen to one of the best events that someone has unknowingly attended incredible and then yesterday i was invited to a pr agency And I probably visit there maybe like seasonally, maybe biannually. Eh, I'd say like three times a year. It's such a perk. I show up, I look at racks of clothes, pick out what I want and leave with a bag. It's incredible. For most people, they're attending, they're thinking in their head when they go to this. Okay, it's August. Let's get some stuff for fashion week. Let me make nice with the brand owners. I'll exchange my Instagram with her. I'll figure out what she wants tagged, what kind of thing she's looking to have promoted. I'll be in good graces with the PR agency. Let me offer any way that I can help them so then we can have a mutually beneficial relationship. They're going into it with a networking mindset. I'm going into it, head empty, no thoughts. What do I end up leaving with? Yes, a bag. Incredible. But I also ended up sitting in the kitchen with all of them, going around. We're talking about their pets. I find out two of them, not one, two of these ladies own tortoises one rescued it because i don't need to get into it but she ended up with a 70 year old tortoise the other one has a baby tortoise she also has several cats one of which has stage 2 kidney disease and hypothyroidism i'm also learning that tortoises need to soak in electrolytes when they're coming out of hibernation we normally have turns normally you have an appointment i'm thinking about the girl that i overlapped with when i walked in who's like see you at fashion week can't wait i'll tag you I'm leaving saying, please give your kitty some love for me. And my God, Liquid IV sponsors the pod. So if they ever need flavored electrolytes, you let me know. What? (laughs) Well, I mean, I still left with a tube top and a naked dress and a cute sweater and something that's butter yellow. But my God, sometimes I wish that I could be a little bit more mindful. I think it's fine. I think it's cute. But did it move my career forward? No whatever. It is what it is. I show up as I am. You just have to take me that way. Next order of business. Have you heard the expression, never let them see you bleed? Or in Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, she says, if I bleed, you'll be the last to know. I learned that lesson in a personal way this week. I, for a little psychology background, was an internalizer. I grew up not allowed to share my feelings. I was allowed to be happy excited, bubbly, giggly, enthusiastic, anything but that, not okay. Sad, stop crying, stop crying, you're stressing me out. Mad, calm down. Hurt, be stoic. Frustrated, go to sleep. So oftentimes when a negative emotion would arise, I would internalize it and it took my first boyfriend to really bring that out of me. Internalizing only child, handshake emoji, highly therapized one of four. He grew up having family talks, family meetings. They all were in therapy. They had group therapy, individual therapy. 
he would really have to yank feelings out of me. And he would love to know them. He's like, explain to me what's going on. I was like, no, I'm fine. He's like, you're not fine. And not in a, like, I'm fine. Really not just trying to convince him that I'm fine, but trying to convince myself that I'm fine. I grew up in a never let them see you bleed mentality, not knowing it. And then after years, I finally realized, wow, there's strength and vulnerability. I am allowed to be soft or delicate or fragile in public. That's fine. But there does come a point, and this is something that I realized this week, where you figure out who is a member of your support system. When you are going with this expression, when you are bleeding, show it to your support system. Express it to yourself, to your journal, to your people. You don't need to show your boss. You don't need to show your coworkers that you're not close with. You do not need to show your unsupportive family members unsupportive people in your life they don't need to see you bleed if you bleed they'll be the last to know and i encountered a couple events this week where i was speaking to people that i had close relationships with but i wouldn't consider them part of my support system and i bit my tongue and i had these conversations when throughout this transition of being open and honest and vulnerable i would have just tried to level with anyone you know whether it be someone at the PR team or whoever, you know, to a point where they don't need to know. They don't need to know. But especially if I'm on dicey terms with someone, if I bleed, you're not going to know. As far as you know, I am fine. I'm carefree and I am moving to the beat of my own drum. Now, if I need to cry on the phone to a friend afterward, by all means, get it out, express yourself, but they don't need to see that. And I, for so much of my recent life, probably my early 20s. I spent a good bit of my early and mid-20s lashing out, whether that was anger or hysterics, if I felt wronged by someone. And that I learned if they're not someone that's going to be receptive, A, that's not the way to go about it, but if they're not going to even be receptive to it, do not bother, outsource that support. And I had a couple examples of that this week, and honestly... I was sort of like, I'm just going to deal with these situations as pleasantly and cheerfully and calm as possible because if I try to level with them and be vulnerable and they're not there for me, I'm going to be even worse off than I was before and honestly, fuck them. So new lesson, new lesson. Speaking of lessons, have I told you that I'm learning Spanish? After I came back from Mallorca in Madrid... And then I was going to Mexico. I downloaded Duolingo and I'm on a 52-day streak. 55-day streak. I've taken 55 Spanish lessons over the last 55 days. I can't believe that I've been back from that first trip for 55 days now as a separate thought. But I'm starting to get okay at it. I feel like maybe I have a kindergarten level. I'm not sure. I definitely feel more capable than I did 55 days ago. And one of my friends, she has, I don't remember how many hundreds. I think she has almost two years worth of a streak. I want to get there. I want to get there. It's been a fun little hobby because I have talked about rock climbing a good bit in the last few episodes, which I think my body's starting to change because I was getting ready for dinner the other night and Drew was like, Lex, your legs look really strong. It's like, I think it's the rock climbing. I've always had pretty strong legs with looking particularly toned. They don't look bulky at all. I know that's a common fear amongst women 
my god, are you getting bigger legs? No, my legs aren't bigger. They're just tighter. My whole body feels a whole lot tighter. My arms feel tighter. My waist feels tighter. My back feels tighter. And in conjunction with these Spanish lessons, my brain feels tighter. Also, I have TikTok brain right now. I've been posting on TikTok every day for the last week. I've been advised, post daily. I'm trying. It just reels me in. On YouTube, I can post a video without watching a video. On TikTok, it's very difficult to post a video without watching 83 videos along with it. My screen time is up 25%. That's its own challenge. It's strange because if you have a problem with something, don't bring it in the house. But I'm over here like, but I like posting. I like creating content and I like watching content. It's just like, what's a girl to do? It's a cheap dopamine high. Obviously, I'm going to be stuck. I'm wondering how it's going to be when I travel because this is the first time I've ever tried vlogging on TikTok and now that I'm going away, will I record on the camera or on the phone? I don't know. I'm not mad at vertical video. I used to be very stubborn about vertical video, not feel like making the switch. Now I'm starting to like it. Before it was no question, YouTube vlog, some Instagram photos, but now I have the option to make a reel, a TikTok. The possibilities have expanded. Oh god, I love having some champagne problems. It's so fine. It's also allocated for creativity in the sense of, do you remember for my girls and guys that are my age, dealing with the pen and paper versus typing on a computer? I was so resistant. You know, I really think the only way I'm going to understand it is if I'm writing it with my hand on paper. Same thing with calendars. I'm only going to keep it organized. I realized if I need to understand something, I'll write it down on paper, but I am more than fine keeping things digitally organized. I don't need to have a file cabinet. I don't need to have a physical agenda or calendar. Google Calendar is fine. File folders on my desktop work perfectly. It's similar. It's a similar conflict. Like, oh God, I've always learned that videos are horizontal. They're landscape. They're not portrait. And then you realize there's room for both. Enough about me. Let's get into your questions. Every week, I ask on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lexi. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. 
and I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com and use the code Lexi for 15% off today. Jill wants help on moving on from an ex because it's been a year and she still thinks about him. Oh God, my first long relationship was years and years and years. We were, we had a relationship that lasted six and a half, almost seven years. And it genuinely, genuinely took me four or five years to get over it. I am truly not kidding. I was so stunted from that breakup. Granted, it was a very long relationship. And also the figures that we provided for each other and the voids that we filled because we dated throughout our adolescence. He was a boyfriend to me, a best friend to me, not to be all Freudian, but also like a brother to me and a father to me and a son to me. He was very much a family member. So losing him was intense and necessary but really hard to move on from because there were levels of loss that I was dealing with so if it's a serious relationship I get it I was really quick to mute unfollow whatever it was and if you haven't done that I mean that seems like rudimentary steps and I absolutely focused on myself I dove into school work an internship friendships and wasn't really moving on in terms of dating like I just stayed very very single but I do also think a great way to move on is to start dating someone new if you can get feelers out be a little flirty go on a few dates it's crazy how quickly that can also help you move on I've heard it feels weird giving advice that I haven't lived or experienced but I've heard that sometimes when it's really difficult to get over an ex. It's not because you wanted to be with them, but it's because you wanted to be them. And it'd be interesting to ask yourself that. Um, oh, this is an interesting question. Aisha asked, have you ever been rejected? If so, how did and do you deal with it? Yes, I've been rejected, of course. The first rejection that I ever experienced was in fourth grade at summer camp. I was friends with this really cool girl and she was really pretty and she was friends with a lot of the hot guys and we had a dance at the end of camp and she had asked if there were any guys that I would want to go to the dance with and I remember I chose one of the guys that I was into and she went up to him and asked him if she thought I was hot which why aren't we saying like cute or pretty <laughs> why are we using this verbiage anyway she came back and said he thinks you're okay. I was defeated. And she goes, no, he didn't say no. He just said you were okay. He said you were okay. So I went to the dance with someone else, which standards from day one, good on me. If someone says you're okay, move on. That's okay. Acceptable to them is not acceptable to you. Okay. If someone thinks you're acceptable, that's not acceptable. No other like proper rejections have 
really stuck in my mind but I don't know if I'm really putting myself out there in as bold of ways but I'm not scared of rejection anymore I just think of it as a quicker way to realize if something is the path I should take of course time is so precious so why would I want to waste my precious time fawning over someone when a I'm not sure whether they like me or not so that's step one is to try to assess if they're interested in you and then two if they aren't to not try to convince them otherwise just to move on there are so many hotties out there to be loved and to love you do not waste your time getting stuck on one i truly 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 know deep in my heart if you are stuck on one 9.9 times out of 10 they are just an average person and you are going to look back being like god i was so twisted over someone so normal okay anonymous asked what would you do if you had a boyfriend and started liking someone else by accident this is human okay you can be in love and committed to dating someone and be in a strong relationship and then your eyes wander. It's human to see someone else and be attracted to them or enjoy their presence and feel butterflies or a crush. The differentiation is your actions. If your behavior shifts and you are making strides towards this person, you need to let your partner know. It is so unfair to them to leave them in the dark. Developing a crush, dare I say inevitable. Acting on it and cheating on your partner, that is within your control, whereas having a crush is not. So I say it's innocent until your behavior starts speaking otherwise. Especially, as you said, liking someone else by accident, it happens. I've had that happen, you know, dating someone and... I'm like, oh, I have such a crush on this other person, but if I'm not doing anything about it, that's not a problem. Marissa said, when you stub your toe, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? Good old-fashioned, ow! And then I'll proceed to say it five more times. Knee-jerk isn't a curse word. It's really just an ow or an ouch. Eh, rarely ouch. Definitely ow. That's a crazy question that I just chose to answer. I'm taking up valuable time to tell you when I stub my toe, I say ow. I'm so sorry, but you'll never forget that now. Mothgirl3000 asked for my thoughts on the concept of glow down as a positive thing, reclaiming your so-called ugly parts. I think it's unfair, not to be all it's based in the patriarchy, but ranking our value and our eras on our appearance and how they fit with the standards of beauty in society at any given moment is so unfair. We should not look at our life on, in terms of how good it was by how good we looked. Ask any really pretty girl. Find a photo where she looked stunning. I bet she has a story about how miserable she was during it. I mean, you hear this all the time, like people hiding it so well. So I really think in terms of glow up and glow down, I understand it being a buzzword and using it as clickbait for a video or a title or something, but in reality and holding it to your core, I don't think it's fair to ourselves to be like, oh God, I had such a glow down. My friend and I actually had a conversation about this. We were looking at content from last year, photos from last year, videos from last year. And I was like, did we? Did we lose our sparkle? Do we not have the same energy that we had last summer? We're like, God, we're not the same. We look identical. 
Also, we're having fun. We were both like, I'm happy, but maybe I'm not. We were PMSing, just to put that in perspective. I was about to write off my entire summer because I saw one video and I was like, oh my God, I didn't do that today. I did not shake my ass the way that I shook my ass last summer. But I support anyone reformatting the concept of glow down as a positive thing. I don't know if I care that much about that particular term to reclaim it, but if it's something that's had an impact on you, by all means, go for it. I just, in my head, don't even want to look in that direction at the moment. I'm existing, and if my outside reflects my inside, incredible. If my outside doesn't reflect my inside and I'm looking fantastic but not feeling fantastic, I don't want to feel deceitful. We are just living in the world, existing in our lives, growing up, And there are growing pains, and not every chapter is going to look glamorous, but to rank them as glow-ups or glow-downs feels like a waste of time to me. This is a question I wonder myself. Frederick asked, how do I know when a difficult conversation is worth having? I relate to this because when something really serious has happened, I will have a conversation. When something somewhat serious has happened, I don't know whether I need to have a conversation. I don't want to seem dramatic. I've been called out for this by one of my best friends. She was telling me, Lexi, you're so bad at communicating when something is bothering you. And in my head, I'm like, I've worked so hard. You don't know how bad I used to be at this. It's like telling a fat person that's already lost 100 pounds that they're fat. You're like, no, but you should see what I used to look like. I'm such a better communicator than I was. I'm trying to get better at sharing it in the moment as opposed to letting it fester, building up resentments, and then needing to have a conversation a week and a half, two weeks, a month later. Or even worse, there's nothing more unfair feeling than when someone's having a conversation with you and then they bring up something that bothered them that's from so long ago. You're like, damn, I wish you brought it up to me when it happened. I'm open to feedback. I'm receptive to constructive criticism. Give it to me. Let me have it. So I need to think in the terms of treat people the way you want to be treated. If someone was bothered by something that I said or did, I would love them to tell me immediately. Also, it doesn't build up and doesn't become a bigger deal than it needs to be when you share it in that moment. So that's what I'm working on currently is if something happened that bothered me, do not wait don't procrastinate because it's going to build and we don't need it to be any bigger than it already feels. Val asked how to let go of people that you meet on vacation and be okay with people flowing in and out of your life. You learn this with age. As we grow and we move and we travel, I meet people and I just become grateful for the experience and time that I have. I remember growing up, summer camp's really coming in conversation a bit here. When I had my little summer camp boyfriend, we spent the whole next school year texting and talking about how, you know, I was gonna drive to Kentucky or he was gonna come to Virginia and it was, we were gonna meet up and we were gonna make it happen and we would text every day and I would read his Twitter like it was the Bible, my God, assuming that this man really was the true love of my life. I have no idea what he's up to anymore and that's fine. Similar, being on vacation, you make these gorgeous friends. I remember my friend and I went to an all-inclusive resort and there was a group of us that were all in the same age and we would just go out together at night and you really bond with them. You share five, six days in a row with them, seeing them throughout the day, all day, and you think that group chat's gonna last. 
But as time goes on, you appreciate it for what it is and you don't need to hold so tightly onto these relationships. You can let them flow. I've also experienced making relationships, having them be very close, having them become quite distant, and having them come quite close again. If I think of my best friends right now, they were YouTube friends that I made when I was a tween. If you told me I would be hanging out and speaking with Claudia, Emily, and Tyra on a regular basis, in a way that they were part of my personal life, not just my online friends, I would be shocked. I'd be like, are you kidding? I'm not as tight with my high school friends. It's like, no, you actually are, dare I say, tighter with your internet friends. Those are your your personal life friends now as well. And I feel like my internet friends were very similar to a vacation friend. It's like, oh, we had those memories where we'd go to New York together and we had meetups and would go to a convention. I hope they're all doing well. And then funny enough, it's like, you live with one of them. You're going to Italy with the other. And another one you just sat down and had dinner with last night. I'm not sure how to pronounce this username, but they asked for my favorite life quotes. One of my favorites that always comes top of mind is be a there you are person, not a here I am when you walk in a room. Think of the impact you make when you see people and you're like, oh, it's so good to see you all, as opposed to I'm here, me, me, me. Make people feel special. I always try to make people feel special. I know my light. I know how glittery and shimmery I can be, but I want to make other people feel that way. I don't need you to make me feel that way. I get that from making you feel that way. Another one that I frequently mention is happiness walks on busy feet. That's just for an extroverted, upbeat, energized girl like me. And then as of recently, never let them see you bleed. Same person asked, what energy are you bringing into September? What's on the bucket list? Well, I'm going to be traveling a good bit of September because I don't get back until the second week. And then I'm actually gone the last week of September on another trip. So I'll have two proper weeks in California And I want to, I don't know, money's on my mind. Business is on my mind. Career is on my mind. I really enjoy working. I like the air of discipline that comes with September and back to school season. I want to get organized. I want to be diligent. I'm aspiring for routines. I'm inspiring, um, not inspiring, aspiring. I, I feel like that sounded kind of blurry. I have energy that I want to put into the career box right now because I'll be having so much fun that when I have some free time that I can really focus, I do want to focus. I also hope I read a little bit more. I didn't read hardly anything in August. KWCTSU, another username that I'm not sure of, asked, if you were going to get a pet, what would you name it? Or if you could have an exotic pet, what would you choose? If I could have an exotic pet, I used to want a snake. I don't want a snake anymore. If I could have a crazy pet and give it a life, I'd love... (sighs) It's just, that's such a hard question to actually comprehend because I was thinking a lion or a tiger or a dolphin, but I wouldn't want one. When asking that question, you also have to... I'm putting myself in the world where I could provide them with the greatest life ever and they would have more fun than they would anywhere else, which I don't believe... So it's hard to answer that question, but those are questions that would be really cool to have. Um, if I was going get to get a pet, what would I name it? I don't know. I think it really depends on the pet. I think I need to look at the pet and they'll get, like, I'll just see the name when I see the pet. Amanda wants to know my favorite macaroon flavor. Macaron. 
ignore that I said it like that. I'm picturing one of the pink ones with jam. It could be raspberry, it could be rose, either of those. Kenzie said I need to get out of a funk. I think I've made several videos on my YouTube channel. Type in the word funk on my channel, there's definitely something that will come up. When I'm in a funk and I desperately need to shake things up, I either hang out with a friend I haven't hung out with in a while, or rearrange the furniture, reorganize something. I need something to feel new in the space. I'll get a manicure, a pedicure, or a haircut, some sort of external change. But those are all if I'm just in a rut. If it runs any deeper than that, I, I talk about it in therapy. Josephine asked, would you consider moving into a new house? Love you in the pod. Thank you. Funny you ask that. I love where I live. I love that I have so many of my friends, not only in my building, but on my block and on my street, which is so rare and something to be so grateful for. However, I went to a brand event last night and it was at someone's apartment that looked like a castle. The complex was old brick with ivy running up it and she was on the second floor. It was well lit and so charming and there was so much character to it. And she told me that there's units open in the building. They're on the first floor, so they're a bit darker. And it's so East Coast. It's so New England. It feels so New York. That's probably the first time I've ever walked in somewhere and thought, wow, I would move. I would move to live here, which is so funny because I'll go into, I've definitely been to these gorgeous modern apartments in Los Angeles or even gorgeous modern houses in Los Angeles. And it just doesn't do it for me. I, there's nothing as romantic and beautiful to me the same way that crown molding brick and ivy is to me. Mariah wants to know my favorite snack at the moment. Funny you ask because my favorite snack that I'm about to tell you, I actually hated the first time I tried it. I'm sure you've seen it everywhere because it's been all over my feeds on the internet and I love chocolate and I love fruit and there's that brand True Food that makes chocolate covered raspberries so I got the chocolate covered raspberries and I also purchased the chocolate covered strawberries the chocolate covered strawberries are too big you don't want to bite into a frozen strawberry it's not a pleasant experience then I opened up the raspberries I got them at the same time and I was just over both of them the chocolate was too sweet I didn't care for it three days later was craving the raspberries went to the store bought a pack ate the entire pack a few days later did the same thing I have two packs in my freezer right now I was getting ready for something last night and I was like munching on them before I left. It, something about it, it's a great little snack. But I hated them. I told my friend after I first tried them, I'm like, I don't get the hype. I think they're overrated. A week later, I said, I'm obsessed. Can we stop at the store so I can get some? All right, my last question that I'm going to answer is giving advice to Nicola, who said, please, I'm in need of conversation starters. I'm on exchange and meeting new people is very hard. This is my area of expertise. I can give you how to talk to anybody advice. Two of my favorite questions right now are, you're on an eight-hour road trip in a five-seat car. Spaces are small. You can pick anyone to join you who's coming. Another question I love to ask, if you could peek at anybody's bank account right now, whose would you want to see? Another question I love to ask is, would you rather speak every language or be able to communicate with every animal? A question that I just asked my friends last night that I really enjoyed listening to is what were the three or four go-to 
meals that your parents would serve you growing up. So try any of those and let me know how it is. Enjoy exchange. If you guys made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy it, follow me on the gram, rate the podcast five stars, and I will talk to you next week. Wish me luck on my travels. I'll see you around. Okay, take care. XOXO, Lexi.